Org, Shur on how Halacha deals with historical events, uh, historical uh, innovations, or things that innovated for our history to be more precise. Let's go. Let's get to work here. Okay. So, topic for today is a relatively new fruit, a new fruit called the banana. We spoke about, if you remember, back in the day, we spoke about time zones, right? We had a couple sure now on time zones, which is absolutely fascinating. It was a relatively new discovery. And that, and the idea of the uh, dateline, which we spoke about in last year, and we summarized it, the dateline, when does the day begin? When does it end? Does the world begin? Do we begin from China? We begin from Japan? We begin from Alaska? And actually had all those areas in the Pacific, which actually did move around from place to place. So where is it Shabbos? When is it Sunday? When is it Friday? All those areas over there between Hawaii and Alaska and the islands over there and the uh, and the ocean over there and Japan, all the discussion, relatively new thing which ha- came into the world called the International uh, Date Line, and we spoke about it elaborately. Now, uh, before that, we spoke about new uh, animals that were discovered, right? We had new kinds of cows. We had uh, the turkey we spoke about. And now let's talk actually about it, the new discovery of new plants and how we relate to it. So let's begin with the banana because the banana is before the biggest of its kind in the uh, of that species, which we'll talk about in a second. But of course, question number one, what do you mean the banana is relatively new? Banana, the modern banana is literally 150 years old. And you look at me like I'm out of my mind, right? Let me just get the chats up over here. If I would ask you how long a banana has been in the world, what would you tell me? Just, okay, here we go. I got the chest. Okay, good. No, if I would ask you how long, okay, so clone says Peter, but we'll see something even more interesting in a second. Okay, how long a banana has been in the world? Probably forever, right? I mean, <laughs> fruit's coming. You see, you see, by the way, at ancient, uh, ancient pictures from the ancient world talking about thousands and thousands of years uh, BC. You see bananas, you see bananas all over the place. So what in the world am I talking about? So you actually see over here, uh, look at this site, which I'm doing a lot of research, like trying to figure out like why it only showed up right now. And we'll see a lot of other fruit also, modern fruit that have reached a halacha. Uh, so let's go, where was it? Where is the banana? Is it this one? No, is it this one? No, 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 no. Here we go. I like this, this spruce seed. One of the only sites that was actually able to find it. Then once you know it, then, you know, then, of course, you find it many other places, too. But something interesting happens. You see, there's, okay, so you basically have the fruit which comes from, uh, originally from the area of India, areas of Africa, and you had the sailors who brought the bananas to Europe from West Africa. When I was reading this, I was telling myself, something over here doesn't make any sense. How could sailors have brought bananas to Europe from West Africa? Bananas, we all know, last for about a week, and that's about it. What in the world is going on? The, the official name of banana, everyone's fine. But something interesting here, even though the original banana has been cultivating use since ancient times, all right, these historical bananas were not the sweet yellow bananas we know today, but rather something which are today known as plantains, which are basically what's called the cooking banana. Now, there was a mutant. And by the way, those bananas, you're saying correctly, so Peter, if you see a picture of what they actually look like, they have seeds in them. Completely, they, they are a complete, 
they look like uh they look it's like a big berry with completely full of seeds full of seeds loaded with seeds so the modern banana look at this is a mutant yellow sweet banana is a mutant strain of the cooking banana discovered in 1836 by jamaican jean-francois joe who found okay basically there was a as they say in hebrew a fashla so and he began cultivating a sweet variety okay and so on and so on we're talking here literally the era of the uh the mid the mid 1800s where the modern banana shows up well to top it all off today you have another a lot of other fruit also which has shown up which were just basically weren't used to in the world of Allah. so bananas are discussed it's actually a discussion of are the commentaries referring to the banana itself not clear 100 percent but the bottom line, you have other fruit as well. Let me just see over here where I put it. Uh, where are we now? Is it this one? Yep. Okay. The more interesting fruit. Okay, here we go. We have the banana right over here. That's this fruit over here. Let's go down. We have the passion fruit. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you have the chatzil. What's chatzil in English? The eggplant. Eggplant. Ha! Huh! Are you aware that there are some commentaries that claim the eggplant was a fruit and not a vegetable? By the way, Peter, quickly, quickly hit Google. All right? Quickly hit Google. And you find out that eggplant actually is considered to be a fruit and not a vegetable because it has seeds inside of it. Same, by the way, for a tomato. Lost you, Rabbi. Rabbi, are you still there? Hold on. Okay, can you hear me now? Can you see me now? My internet dropped. Can you can you hear me? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, great. Okay, good. All right. So we have the eggplant, also fruit, vegetable. Oh, tomatoes. We said tomato officially is considered also to be a fruit and not a vegetable. But let's go on. All right. And now we have the papaya. Whoa, papaya. Fruit or vegetable, bore prihats, bore prihadama. Hmm, we'll see in a moment what's going on over there. And then we have the famous passion fruit. And then we have the pineapple. So we have a lot of new fruits <clears throat> that have entered the world in the 
in, in the world of halacha. Now, what is the difference if something is considered to be a fruit or a vegetable? Okay, let's go. What, what basic difference would it make in halacha if something's a fruit or a vegetable? Go ahead, let's go. Unmute or chat. What do I care if it's a fruit or a vegetable? You see, the world now is discovering new kind of plants, a new kind of everything. And also you should know that a lot of the ways these plants were grown in their native countries changes when it moves over. So for example, you have certain fruit that would give fruit immediately and therefore they were considered to be vegetables where usually, for example, fruit are things that grow after a while. And then they discovered something really interesting. Their native countries are the hot areas, for example, of Africa or India. And over there, they would the fruit would grow practically immediately within a, within a year. But when they were moved to other areas of the world, they realized they behaved like regular trees where the fruit only grows like a year and a half later. Again, you see how Allah now is trying to deal. It's, it's actually quite, quite, quite fascinating. Okay, so... Uh, so, okay, from a halachic point, everything is saying you're square. From a halachic point of view, what do I truly care if something's a fruit or a vegetable? Okay, who cares? Let it be a fruit, let it be a vegetable, <laughs> whatever. Okay? Right, where do we go, Bonnie versus looks like? Okay, 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 very good. So, fruit is a seed pod. That's correct, Peter. It's got to be a seed pod. There are a few other criteria, but basically all fruit are seed pods, while vegetables like, usually are the roots or the plant itself. That's like a vegetable. The carrot is a root. Onion is a root. Uh, potato, a root, right? And so on and so on. Or um, or uh, let's take um, cauliflower is the flower itself, right? So those are, those are, those are classic, those are classic vegetables. All right, but now, what do we care? So one thing we care about tremendously is orla. Orla is a halakha, right? Where if something, and by the way, dove, same for, right, for melon, right? So if something is considered to be a tree, we have to wait three years. Three years where you cannot eat the fruit, and only in the third year you can eat the fruit. Okay? So let's go. Let's assume for the sake of argument, pumpkins, watermelons are a fruit. True. From a botanical point of view, they're a fruit. Now, when the Torah says, the Torah says that when you come, uh, when you have a tree, three years you shall not eat the fruit of the tree, and on the fourth year you can eat it. Okay? So cannot possibly be talking about a watermelon. Let's begin with logic over here right now. Can be talking about a wild man that for three years you should not eat the fruit of the tree and the fourth year you can't. Even if from a botanical point of view, it's considered to be a fruit. Can it, the Torah be talking about watermelons? Then three years you cannot eat the fruit and the fourth year you can. Okay, so go, what do you mean? Can it, can it, watermelons, watermelons, right? Watermelons. Can you talk about the watermelon tree? Let's assume a watermelon is a fruit for the sake of argument, okay? Can you say that the watermelon tree for three years you can't eat the fruit and the fourth year you can't? Is that even logical what I just said right now? Is it logical? The answer is no. Why is it not logical? Right, yeah, they, they, they're, they're on a vine. The water comes from a vine. Okay, dove, right? 
And can you say that for three years? You know, the vine, basically, what happened to the vine after a year? You ever seen a watermelon field? It dies. Excellent. So, so if I were to tell you the Torah says, ah, anything that, you know, that's considered to be a fruit or on a, on a tree uh, or on a vine, basically now is going to be a, a fruit. And you have to wait three years to be able to eat the fruit. You go, what are you talking about? The vine's dead. Or that there's no such concept whatsoever. So basically, so rule number one, which we're going to see, we're going to see a few other rules soon as, as, we, as we go forward. But rule number one is that to have uh, what the Torah defines as a fruit, that we're going to say, that we're going to say you cannot eat it for three years. You only eat it from the fourth year and on. To have such a thing, you need something which, first of all, was around for three years. And you could say that for the first three years, you don't eat it the fourth one. You do. We all agree. This makes sense. The, right? So you need something which can last for three years and only the fourth year. Now, okay, let's go to our dear friend, the banana tree. The banana tree. What happens to the banana tree? Let's see if I have it over here at all. Banana. I probably have it somewhere. Here we go. There we go. Banana. All right. Where is our banana tree over here? There's got to be a banana tree. Okay. It's got to be here somewhere. There we go. Okay. Here is our banana tree. By the way, Israel is massive in bananas, massive. Okay, the tree. The banana, the banana growing a tree. This is the banana tree. Okay, here are the little bananas all the way on top. Okay, the banana growing a tree, yes or no? Banana growing a tree, simple question. Based on what you're seeing over here in front of your eyes. By the way, it's the fastest growing plant in the world. The fastest. Okay, even more than corn. Let's go. Does banana grow in a tree? The fruit can be considered the blood of the tree. The, the life is encapsulated with God's work. That basically, okay, we'll talk about it in a second, actually, how fruit differentiates from the, um, from the vegetable. But, yeah. Okay. Does the banana look like it grows on a tree? It looks like a tree over here, right? It looks to us like a tree. Now, something interesting happens every single year, okay? It looks like a tree, but is it? What actually is this bottom part, the trunk of the tree? Does it look like a real trunk? What does it look like to you? It looks like leaves, right? It looks like spiky leaves that are just uh, joined together. It looks like a leaf. Very good. And that's exactly what it is. If you were to cut the trunk of a banana tree, it just leaves and they just rot. There's no actual wood. It's not woody at all. Second of all, what happens after a year? The whole trunk dries out. The roots are there. The banana, by the way, the roots are planted. It takes about a year and a half for fruit to start coming out of the banana tree. And then it produces the fruit and the entire tree dies except for the root. So it looks like a type of grass. That's right though. The roots are there and just a new, uh, new trunk and then uh, tree sprouts. Again, it's the fastest growing tree in the world. The banana is like a phenomenon, okay? 
similar to bamboo. So basically, every the, the bamboo the it dies. The bamboo, though interesting enough, is woody, which is interesting, Peter. A banana tree, after a year and a half, where it's finally ready to start, start growing bananas, grows its first product, and the whole tree dies. The roots stay, and then within literally overnight, that thing is growing like crazy. Produces another tree, more bananas dies, and over and over and over again. So this now is a very, very interesting plant. Again, it became very popular again in the around the mid mid 1800s. Yes, it's been around for a very, very, very long time. And there definitely are arguments if when the rabbis actually mentioned is what they're talking about the banana. Interesting question, but you do see that. Um, it's only way I do remember seeing that uh, the banana farms near Tiberia. That's correct. That's correct. Very good. Dove massive, massive banana plantations in the way to Tiberia. By the way, uh, also palm trees. Uh, nothing can grow next to palm trees. Palm trees, by the way, make the whole uh, earth around it acidic. So whenever you see palm trees, nothing else is growing over there. It really destroys everything around it. You see the whole area from Jericho talking about easy, easy. 40 miles worth of uh, palm trees. Israel is one of the largest exporters in the world of, uh, of dates, and different kinds of dates also. And uh, then you have also the banana trees. Bananas are native to very, very warm climates. Uh, Israel has uh, put them in hot houses, protecting them and uh, basically mastering, mastering the growth. Oh, they're very, very susceptible also to, to illnesses. Uh, certain species of bananas have completely been wiped out in almost in almost no time. So again, so here we have a very very interesting dilemma. On one hand, we see the watermelons, and you mentioned over there pumpkins. It's and even tomatoes that are actually fruit officially. The vine's dead within a year, just gone. So. You can't say, well, wait four years and then we'll eat it. The Torah cannot be talking about those for the mehalacha of Orla. Only something which is around for three years and only be and then around for many years later can we even consider talking about Orla. So the banana tree, on one hand, is not around for more than one year. One year dies and then comes back. On the other hand, the root is there. The base is there. Similar to the way someone mentioned, like, oh, we mentioned type of grass, where the base is there, the base never leaves. So how do we relate to it? How do we relate to it? Do we relate to it that we say that the base is there, at which point the fact that every year it shoots out a new tree and grows the fruit, it's considered to be a tree because the base is there? Or do we say, no, the whole tree renews itself uh, even though the roots are there, but the tree dies every year, and therefore it's a vegetable. Very, very, very interesting dilemma. And I want to show you that now inside from the Gemara to the tour to the Shulchan Aruch. And then we'll talk about some of the modern commentaries. Absolutely fascinating. You see the Chazun Ish talks about it. We'll teach us also how to relate to papaya and how to relate to uh, the passion fruit and all the modern fruits. It's again... To me, this is like, wow, unbelievable. Like, you see new fruits showing up that were never there. And you see commentaries from our last, uh, literally, uh, 100 years really trying to debate what to do. We'll see also what the rabbinate actually does with them as well. Ah, so comes Tehillah. Then I see Peter, has something here about world bananas or clones are in danger. Uh, 
Okay. I'll take a look at what that is, uh, Peter, in a second. No, Tehila wants to know how it differs from grapevines. A grapevine is interesting. The grapevine, the trunk, it looks like a vine, and therefore that proves, by the way, what those said before, a vine itself is a tree. The, vine, the grape vine itself, true, it's a vine, but the trunk is there. The trunk is there and does not die. Uh, what they do, they prune the branches, but the trunk stays. If you see, uh, again, here in Israel, we have banana trees and vines here yeah, from here to tomorrow. I could take you, if you ever come to Hila, on a tour deluxe, show you all the different kind of grapevines, different ways of growing uh, growing grapes. The vine is there from year to year, year to year, and you have to wait three years before you can actually uh, start using the grapes coming out of it. Um, the branches, though, the massive branches, they all they all do die out. By the way, one of the reasons that Israel is a fantastic country for, for wine is because the vine is a very, very, very sensitive tree, considered to be one of the most sensitive of all trees. It must be pruned drastically, literally just all the branches down to the vine, basically the trunk, and it must go into a deep sleep in the winter. It has to hibernate. Therefore, Israel, that has uh, bitter cold winters, especially the Golan Heights, Jerusalem Mountains, it must have bitter winters, so it hibernates in the winter. When summer comes, it must have a lot of hot sun, enabling it now to grow uh, extremely quickly, yeah, yeah, Dove, you have all the winters. Okay, right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll rephrase. It has to have an element of something which resembles a winter. Okay, Dove, sound better? <laughs> now, but we have to realize something else about the divine. It needs a cold winter and it needs a hot summer. It needs two other elements. One, it hates rain during the summer. Hates it. So it must have a very wet winter and a very dry, hot summer. Oh, Israel is one of the only countries in the world that has rain only during the winter, no rain in the summer. Second of all, it, it literally dies from having mud. It can't handle mud. So it must have perfect drainage. So the land in the area of the uh, Hebron and Jerusalem mountains, the Judean mountains, as well as the Golan Heights, are very, very, very rocky soil. There's no mud here. So it's literally when God invented grapes, God said, ha, Israel, that's what I want. A country with a cold winter in the mountains, of course, the Golan, Hebron, Judea mountains, cold winter, hot summer, rain only in the winter, uh, rocky soil, good soil, but rocky soil. And literally, it's one of, it's one of the reasons that Israel is one of the world's leaders in, um, in grapes. See, you also have little grapes for you, uh, Peter? We're talking about the winter and the, you don't have summer at all. I mean, <laughs> okay. So, ah, that's a great, yeah. Right, right, right. Very good, Naomi. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It talks about Benjamin, how he's able to even soak and bathe and bathe in wine, right? And that's what Naomi's saying beautifully. We're talking not just about having gripe, but having such an abundance, you're able to actually bathe in it. Yeah. So Israel literally is land, land of grapes. It's, it's actually quite, quite phenomenal. So let's go back a second to our banana. So the grapes have to be pruned and all you left, but you do have a vine left. You do have a trunk left. The banana, you also have a trunk left, not perhaps over the ground, but you have the roots over there and they're strong. Remember, it takes a year and a half to reach the first, uh, first crop. 
and then it just uh, falls apart and grows again, and then each consecutive time takes only a year or even less. So you do see that something happened. So how do we relate to a banana? So, and then of course we'll talk about the papaya, we'll talk about other plants, and let's see what's going on over here. So let's begin with the Gemara in Brachot. Okay, the Gemara in Brachot says as follows. Okay. Okay. Says the Gemara. Talkadata Hamina. Okay, I this actually more like in the middle of a topic, so I, I want to get to a line over here uh, very shortly. So Salkada the Khamina, the Gemara says I I would have entered my mind to say whatever we're talking about before, that chita, that uh wheat is a kind of tree. But Kamashmalan, here's where we have to begin. So Kamashmalan meaning it's coming now to teach me. Do you know where we say Hecha Mevarchinan Borepriha S? Do you know when we say the bracha Borepriha S and of course also means that it's a tree and therefore you cannot eat the fruit for the first three years only in the fourth year? You know what criteria we need for this? Which at which point wheat would not fall in this criteria? Hecha the chi shakalt le lepere ite ligvoza Okay, now let's translate that into English. And I want to tell you right now, it's not clear what the, tra- what the translation actually is. But the definition of a tree is, a place where you take off, where you take the, take off the fruit, all right? Even though you move the fruit, you still eat, means you have the gvoza. And then more fruit come out. In other words, you take off the fruit, but you still have the gavoza. Now, in the translation here, it says that the gavoza means the branch. There's, there is not a consensus what exactly this means. But let's let's first try to break it down and, and see what, what, what it actually means. Okay? The Gemara says that what's the definition of a tree that we have to wait three years that when you take off the fruit the branch is still left there classic tree also regarding grapes the trunk is there but oranges apples and everything else the branch is there and every year just a new fruit comes out from the branch but if when you take off the fruit the whole branch also dies out and then hadermapik then comes back again next year that is not considered to be a tree. So let's see this over here in, in Rashi, okay? Rashi says as follows. Hold on. And why is Rashi not showing up? Thank you. Oh, come on. Do better than that. Here we go. Rashi, which is the way English translation went by, Rashi says the gavoza is the branch of the tree. So 
Again, according to Rashi, any tree that the branch is gone, that the branch itself is gone after you harvest the fruit and a new branch grows, is not considered to be a tree. Based on Rashi, is banana considered to be a tree from a halakhic perspective? Yes or no? Is banana considered to be a tree? Again, the Gemara here defines a tree that the branch is always there and just new fruits come out. But if the whole branch goes, right? So basically, no, the banana, the branch is not there. The branch is not there. The branch basically dies out. Okay. That's what we see here, the way Rashi learns it. But now we open up the tour. The tour says, the tour, one of the first farm uh, of uh, Psak, talking about uh, the 13 or 1400s, says as follows in Orchaim Reish Gimel. Al perot ha'aretz, you say on, fruit, on the uh, fruit of the land, you know, the vegetables, you say Berepri Hadama. Now says the tour. If you may want to know, leda, a sign to know, ezahu priets or prihadama. How do we know if something is a is considered to be a tree or a vegetable? So let me tell you. Any vine slash plant that <clears throat> that it has a continuity to it. That's called a tree. Aval kol davar she'en shorashav nisharin ba'aretz v'tzuchim lezorol b'kol shana. Something which is its roots are not in the land, and then you have to replant it every year. That's called a vegetable. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, if the definition as the tour, by the way, who went by his father, the famous posek the Rosh, he learns the Gemara when the Gemara says. You know what a tree is? A tree is something where it doesn't have to be planted every year. They learn the Gemara different from Rashi. Not that the branch is gone. Not that the branch is gone. That the root is gone. Gvoza does not mean branch. It means root. So the Gemara is saying, you know what a fruit versus a vegetable is for a local perspective? If the fruit is, har- is harvested and the root is still there, it's fine. If you have to replant it, that's when it becomes a vegetable. Based on that, it's an annual that, rather than a perennial. Okay, nice. So based on that, ladies and gentlemen, a banana. What is a banana? Based on that, one second. Again, if you go ready. Again, one second, one second, one second. If we go by Rashi and Rashi says he knows the definition of a fruit. The whole tree has to be there. And if the branch goes by by after the fruit is harvested and the branch grows anew, that's not called a fruit. The branch has to be there and just bring new fruit. But that's the way Rashi learns govza. That the govza has to be there. The govza has to stay. The govza is the, is the, is the, the branch. The branch has to stay. But the Rosh learns it's an issue that you have to replant it. Ouch. At which point now Naomi is coming along and saying correctly so, you don't have to replant a banana. Not only do you not have to replant it, but when you start learning, again, I, I spent like a lot of time here in preparation learning, the banana takes a year and a half. Note, it takes a long 
time for the root to become strong and build a foundation to create bananas. Once it's strong and going, then every year it just uh, produces the bananas. So the first time you see it's a longer stretch. You see something's happening. It's not just, oh, there's roots in the ground and a new banana comes out. Not true. Something happened. Something established that base for the banana tree. Okay? So, therefore, it's, in fact, it's interesting as above, most modern bananas are clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way it's, it's a clone also taken from two different species of, um, uh, they're the two, two basic species of different kinds of plants, which, by the way, banana is considered to be a berry in the world, in the botanic world. So, so, so just, just to summarize as follows, and then I'm going to share with you what we're actually we're going to do next week too. So one, we have a new fruit which shows up. And they're cloned. That Peter mentioned it's a clone, and it's got an interesting way of growing. And now this really throws us off. That's where the beauty is. Oh, we're not just learning, you know, in general uh, theory. We now have an interesting plant. I just want to share this amazing dilemma going on right now, where you see that on one hand something happened after the plant established itself. It took a year and a half, and something happened. Now it becomes stronger, and now easily within a year, now a new plant comes out. So something happened. On the other hand, every time. Uh, the bananas are, are harvested and a new crop, the whole tree falls apart and a new one comes from the basic, uh, from, from, from the roots and it grows extremely fast. How do we relate to it? Do we relate to it as a fruit? Do we relate to it as a vegetable from a logic perspective? The Gemara says, well, you need something there, says the Gemara, to call it a fruit. You can't, I mean, or, or else I'm a watermelon. What, what do you mean you wait three years? Every year it dies and that's it. It's because something's got to be there. But what's that something? According to Rashi and many other commentaries, the whole tree has to be there. According to the Rosh, not at all. That's what the tour over here is bringing. Tour says, I need to know that you have to replant it every year. You have to replant it for sure it's a vegetable. You don't have to replant it? Oh, then it's considered to be a fruit. My dear friends, you have to wait three years. You can only eat it now on the fourth year. And let's just. Um, and Tehillah, by the way, it's not just plants of course breeding, which is an interesting question in and of itself, Tehillah. And the question also is, like we mentioned before, certain definitions we're going to see over here, certain commentaries hundreds of years ago define certain things in one way because that's the way they were growing in their native land. But when you now move them to other areas, they grow differently. The definitions now change. It's so fascinating how Allah now is going to deal with all these changes. It's unbelievable. Next year, we'll see it. But I just want to get one more line over here. Rabbi Yitzchak is one of the famous um, rabbis of the Tosfot. He said as follows, two team strawberries growing on, 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 a, on a bush. Okay, they aren't replanted every year. What berries are we talking about over here is another interesting thing. And then again, so in next year, okay, in next year we have to, my grandfather would eat nectarines because he thought they were actually crossbred. Interesting, nectarines are crossbred. That's true. By the way, I have to tell you also, all modern pears are also, all modern pears are crossbred, uh, crossbred as well. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, and you have strawberries, you have berries and strawberries and fruit. See, whatever, it's, it's fascinating. What I want to do next year is as follows, okay? I get, we'll, we'll, we'll just look at the bar, we'll look at the, we'll look at the tour. And then we're going to start looking in the Beit Yosef, who's going to bring all the different commentaries, okay, different opinions. And then we're going to see what the Shulchan Aruch says. And then we're going to go into uh, 
the uh, mid uh, the middle age post game, the the Kaftorva Perach, Rabbi Astoria Parki, who if we remember from uh, different Shurim and Webishim over here, he visited Israel and he studied the different plants, and he loved science and he loved uh, agriculture, and he was trying to analyze these fruits and these vegetables. You're seeing how he dealt with it in the in the Middle Ages. Absolutely fascinating. We'll see what the Ari, the famous Ari Kadosh, what he, how he related to certain plants. And then we're going to get to the modern world, the Chazon Ish, uh, the greatest of the greats of our of, of the last generation, dealing with all the Halacha the Shemitah, how they related to them. And then we'll see even the most modern, what do we do today? Passion fruit, papaya, and all those, man alive. So we're going to see the basis, the Middle Ages, the semi-modern world and the very modern world we'll see all that about the Shem all the next year okay and blueberries and ah it's a little bit crazy I think okay. I have to stick with candy <laughs> it's just so 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 fascinating actually but uh, at the end of the day you see the nice line is that they're trying to really understand so I'm trying to also express now in this year where this will end that it's not as well, what is a banana? It's like when you really study it and you really get into it, like Peter, some of the things you were mentioning, right? When you, when you, when you really get into it, it's like you get the feel of, ah, I, I, now I know the dilemma. I feel the dilemma. You know, it's easy to say the banana just every year, a new tree, is that cold or not cold? But it's not really a new tree every year. There is something there, you know, and all the other plants, the papaya, how does it grow? What's going on over there? Yeah, and, and basically everyone seconds the motion of uh, Tehillah, let's just stick to candy. All right, the dentist union will thank us tremendously. All right, so Bezvat Hashem, next year we see the tour, the Beit Yosef with all the opinions, the middle-aged rabbis, the modern, everything else, we'll actually start putting it together and see how we deal with the uh, with all these uh, modern fruit. And as uh, also, as you mentioned correctly, so um, Peter, all the clones and all the modern way of, of growing them and how things actually changed over the years. All that Bezvat Hashem. Tune in next week. All right. So thank you, everyone. Very, very much. Thank you, Rabbi. Be safe. Have a safe week for you and call a Medina. Amen. 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 We shall only Sarotovot. Sarotovot. A lot of good news. Thank you very much. And Shavuotov. Shavuotov. Bye bye.